0: Frio de Janeiro
1: with Abidimam
0: Hey everyone, this is Abidimam and welcome to Frio de Janeiro Now imagine being one of the world's greatest at something Imagine representing a country as large as Russia and imagine being a hero to your people and being able to give back this is the story of Yelena Isinbayeva. She's one of the greatest pole vaulters of all time and absolute Russian sporting royalty. I can't even list all of Yelena's honours because it would take too long. But she is the current female world record holder in pole vault, two times Olympic gold medalist at Athens 2004 and four years later in Beijing, multiple times world champion indoor and outdoor, two-time world sportswoman of the year and for some context only two people have ever won that award more than once yelena and serena williams most of all she's just a great and engaging person and she's involved with amazing social projects through her foundation now please excuse some of the audio quality but the stories and insights from a legend are definitely worth it so i hope you enjoy it as much as i did Viviet Yelena, welcome to the show. How are you going?
1: Yes, I'm fine, thank you. How are you?
0: Very good, very good. I'm extremely excited to have you on as a massive sports fan, athletics, gymnastics, and to hear your amazing story of how you became one of the greatest pole vaulters of all time.
1: <laughs> okay, I will, I will share my experience.
0: <laughs> so Yelena, firstly, can you please tell me about where you grew up?
1: So, I grew up in uh, Volgograd, a uh, very historical uh, city. Uh, this uh, city, I not uh, because of Second World War uh, history, uh, but also with the sport uh, history. In my region, we have uh, 17 Olympic champions uh, for all time. So, no other regions in Russia have such a... A um, uh, big amount of Olympic champions from one region, from one city. So, yeah, and it's uh, very um, large. It's about uh, 72 kilometers uh, length of our city, uh, beside the river uh, Volga. Uh, there lives about 2.4 million uh, cit- uh, citizens. And we are very special um, uh, people there because uh, we always uh, grow up with the search uh, that in Stalingrad uh, was the uh, important uh, period during the Second War. So we always uh, keep the spirit inside of us and it helps us to reach our goals in the life.
0: (laughs) And who helped inspire you to fall in love with sport?
1: Well, uh, to love sport, my parents uh, my parents make that we love sport. Me and my sister, at age five, uh, they put us in gymnastics, uh, in the rhythmic gym- artistic gymnastics. And I've been there for 10 years. And it's just because my mother and father, because they are, was too busy with work, uh, because uh, we was, uh, uh, they were trying to give us the better life they can. And um, instead, uh, uh, putting us, uh, or leaving us at home alone, uh, they decided better to spend our free time uh, in sport. And uh, after 10 years, of course, I was in love with sport. And uh, uh, when gymnastics time uh, was over for me, of course, I was happy to be transferred from gymnastics to Pogo. And of course, I'm more happy that I I get, uh, that I succeed my new sport.
0: You did gymnastics for over 10 years, which is incredible. And it's such a great sport for teaching fundamental movement skills. How did it benefit you later on in your career? And how much did you love gymnastics too?
1: Of course, of course. uh, I love gymnastics and it was the only one, uh, I for me. I was going to be an Olympic champion in, in, in gymnastics, and of course, I was uh, dreaming to represent my country in high-level competition, but uh, of course, it was difficult because I was too tall, and but my passion for gymnastics was uh, during all those uh, 10 years, and um, uh, when I uh, uh, practice of course i was uh, trying it to be the best but uh, other girls was a bit better <laughs> than me but uh when i transferred uh, when i switch uh, gymnastics to cobalt, of course it helps me a lot it gives me advantage because i can control uh, i would uh, I, I could control my body especially the second uh, part uh, of the jump it's 100 uh, percent gymnastics and uh, there were some pole walkers that uh, former that were former gymnasts, but uh, I felt that uh, advantage, and it helps me to to also because in gymnastics you you must do four uh, events in one day, but in pole walk, just one. <laughs> so it was it, from from beginning. From the beginning, it was a bit easier.
0: <laughs> what was your favorite apparatus in gymnastics?
1: Uh, floor, because uh, I love uh, dance. Uh, I love uh, ex- express myself, and I could do it only during the you know the the um, when I when I did the floor under the music. If I if I'm correct, I think it's it called like this, yeah, the floor. Yes. Yes. Then you dance and do some acrobatics elements. Yeah, that was my favorite one.
0: <laughs> so I'm heading to Russia soon And I'm really excited uh, What are places that you recommend people must see When they go to Russia?
1: Well, of, of course, of course So the first I would say a little bit about, uh, about Russia in, 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 internal So that Russia uh, is a multinational country uh, With its um, uh, particularities. It's special because in one country there are people of different uh, nationalities and religious living together. And Russia is the biggest country in the world. Uh, it takes ten hours to fly directly from un- from one uh, age Kaliningrad to another age Vladivostok. Just imagine it, <laughs> and it's still one country. We are famous uh, for our traditions, which are passed from one generation to another. We have an uh, enormous number of museums, monuments devoted uh, to great people from Russia. And Russian Ballet, of course, is uh, considered to be the best in the world. So we have a rich history of literature. And we are just an amazing, interesting, and attractive country for tourists. And, uh, of course, uh, those tourists uh, which would love to visit uh, Volgograd city, I would recommend to go the, our monument, Mamayev, uh, Mamayev uh, Kurgan. Uh, so it's a very impressive uh, monument. It's taller than the uh, what it calls the, the Freedom Statue in the United States. It's, it's much higher, and uh, also Museum Stalingrad. Uh, you, you listen to me. Yes. Hello.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm okay.
1: here. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then we have uh, the new uh, museum of Russian History. We just built it, and it's very impressive. It's an interactive museum, uh, very interesting. And of course, uh, now we have uh, our new modern uh, stadium, which calls the Volgograd Arena. When we will uh, hold the World Cup match. Uh, uh, what else? Um, so it's all about. Uh, uh, touristic, touristic places and also we have a very 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 big new new uh, park which is just front of the uh, stadium which is also new so um, everyone could see that Volgograd is uh, developing and they would feel this um, atmosphere and the uh, spirit of victory uh, I'm sure anywhere where they go <laughs> in our city.
0: Yeah, I was quiet because I was writing so many notes <laughs> of all the places I have to visit. <laughs> but um what are also your favorite what are your favorite cities in the rest of Russia too, because it's such a big country.
1: Of course, you know, just uh, uh... Last year I've been in Kaliningrad, and it, uh, I was very impressed with this because uh, we are one country, but cities are so different. And it reminds me of some, like uh, like in Year the the buildings, uh, the architecture was a bit similar uh, as with uh, um, um, with some other uh, European uh, cities. Uh, also, I've been in Vladivostok like, of course, uh, and it's. Uh, uh, completely different, uh, the people different, uh, the building different, the, the, the uh, how can I say, um, the, uh, the spirit of the city is also different, so, but those two I like a lot, and of course, Moscow, some pictures booth that's my favorite, because, uh, every time you don't know who can you meet on the street, <laughs> and, uh, yes, sometimes it makes really, a surprise. surprise
0: uh, Russia is th- the biggest country in the world and it's similar to Australia. You know, it takes five hours to go from my city, Perth, uh-huh. to Sydney or Melbourne on a plane. Yes, uh-huh. And I'm also very fascinated about the ethnic diversity of a country. Um, you know, my parents themselves, my mum's from Fiji, dad's from Pakistan. And I read somewhere that your father is from a, um, and please pronounce my, oh, please pardon, pardon my pronunciation, uh, is it Tabarsalan ba- yes, heritage? Yes. Yes. Uh, how has that uh, heritage, how have you engaged with that heritage, and what is it about, the Tabasaran people?
1: You know, this Tabasaran, it's a very, very special nation. It's very small, and it lives in the mountains, up, up to the mountains. And we we call uh, of of course it's not true, but uh, when we were uh, kids with uh, my sister, we said that uh, in our our blood is blue because <laughs> that nation is is like you know like a like a, uh, what it's called when it's king and uh, queen. I don't I don't know how to say it in English. It's very important blood. Uh, uh, royal and, ro- royalty. Yeah, ro- ro- Yes, 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 royal. And uh, of course uh, it makes me very. Uh, um, Implosion, Im, implosion, implosion. Uh, you know, you understand implosion? Yes. I don't know in yes. English. Maybe be wrong. Mm-hmm. Because my father is from Tabatran. and my mother hundred mm-hmm. percent Russian. She is a Kazakh, you know, Kazakhka uh, from yes. the, from Don. When there's also <laughs> very special uh, nation, and uh, yes, they give me the best they can. Uh, my character, the emotions, the um i would say uh the um, uh skills uh, to uh, achieve the goals you know i always uh, go for, i always go um further uh and i never stop uh, in the, until i achieve my goal so it also there's uh deserve. so the the okay. geni- the genetics uh sorry maybe a little bit because my baby wake up and I try to <laughs> make him sleep again, so I cannot. I actually try to concentrate on talking about that, think, yeah, That's fine, you know, absolutely. fine. Yeah, yes. yeah, but she's just two months. It's, it's okay. She I sleep, understand. So I, I yes, um, yeah. so I
0: really want to talk now about your sporting life because you've painted a picture of your upbringing and your heritage, and you can see that you had the, the traits and the character to succeed in sport. And then the the big challenge was moving from gymnastics to pole vault. Did you ever feel nervous about it? Because you spent 10 years doing gymnastics and then you're now going to a new sport.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I was not nervous uh, when I was 15 and when I realized that uh, gymnastics time is over. But I, I was in love with sport and I definitely didn't want to start. Uh, I was just uh, happy that uh, I was... Uh, given by uh, other chance to uh, to realize myself in another sport. So when I switch it without, uh, no, without, uh, um, without any problems, because I understand uh, that my life at sports will continue. And it, it, it proves that in six months I won the first World Youth Games in Moscow. It was like an Olympic Games for the kids under 16. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, after my first victory, I understand, okay, now I found my place under the sun, <laughs> and <laughs> I will be my best. He has to be the best in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, and then I am I'm just thankful to the gymnastics. I'm thankful to all this uh, 10 years that I spent in gymnastics that gave me the opportunity to show up myself uh, in the pro world. So, no no regrets, just, just happiness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the name, uh, Yevgeny Trofimov. How important was that coach for you in pole vault?
1: Of course, coach was very important for me because pole vault is a very difficult uh, difficult technical event and without coach, uh, I would say impossible to achieve a, a, anything. Uh, in our tandem, then, uh, me and my coach, we were just like uh, father and daughter because we understand each other sometimes without uh, words. And uh, he uh, created uh, special uh, technique of the jump, of the jump uh, that helps me to jump higher than other girls, because other uh, coaches are trying to to teach girls. Uh, okay, they was trying before uh, to teach girls uh, to jump as a man. There was unique and one unique technique that everyone was trying to. Um, to use, but my coach says that you are not a man and you won't be able to jump uh, like men uh, um, ever, so you should jump as a woman. And she started and to create <laughs> our technique and you could see the result, that it works uh, well. And now I see that girls jump completely different than it was before. And of course it makes me it makes me very happy, and uh, I could see that uh, uh, my coach uh, and my uh, impact of the polo very useful uh, for the world that, for the world, world. If I, you understand what I say? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So I can tell yeah, that he was very
1: yeah,
0: so very innovative coach.
1: Innovative coach. yes, innovative. because you always try try to he always um try to create something new. He read a lot. He was uh create some tests, he tried to um for example, I was always surprised with that, but for example, Milena, if you would like to jump uh, five fifteen, uh you should uh, run uh, thirty meters uh, two point five. You must do long jump six six meters uh thirteen. I I, I would ask I can find the connections with five fifteen and all these uh, factors oh, don't worry, this is not your problem, you just need to do this and I will calculate and I will, you know, the, the, no, how can I, say? You know I will put all things together. And I was also always, uh, always uh, how can I say, um, happy, uh, no, but not happy. I was always um, impressed uh, uh, from where he took this uh, knowledge, <laughs> how it's how possible.
0: He sounds like an amazing man.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yes, he's an amazing man. He's an amazing coach, and and in the same time, which is very important, he's is just an amazing psychologist. Uh, I never use a psychologist because of him uh, in every difficult moment and every uh, some you know the um, um, important points during the competition. He always uh, were able to find uh, the right words. That helps me mobilize myself and win. So I'm just, uh, yes. He was, for me, he was just uh, the perfect uh, uh, person to be my coach, to be my friend and theologist and uh, just with whom I spend, I would say, uh, more time than with my parents.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember watching you in the Olympics and when you're at the top of your run-up preparing yourself you would be talking to yourself, and that self talk, how important was that in your career, and what practices and routines did you have for the self talk?
1: Uh, you know, self talk, uh, actually, everyone talks to this self, even you, I guess, <laughs> when you are alone. <laughs> you know, because because uh, I realized that it's very important to hear yourself because you never lie yourself. And uh, this it, it comes. Uh, I, somehow, I don't know how, and uh, I always try to find some words which helps me to mobilize and uh, words which is motivate me for politicians, for life, for things uh, that I have to do. And especially uh, for, the, for the pole wolves, I found uh, some symptoms that helps me to mobilize myself before the jump, and it, it works. So, and I would say that there is nothing special. Every person can uh, do something for themselves, which and find something that will uh, motivate and uh, give some extra emotions which is very uh which is necessary you know in this day in that in that hour I don't know, in this place yeah uh,
0: and what would be the jump that you are most proud of
1: well i have uh, many important jumps i will uh, tell you about internet of course because i cannot i have to the trackers so imagine that Every record uh, every records are uh, important, but especially the first one for 83, which I didn't get hit in 2003. That no one expect uh, for me that Yelena Chibayeva could beat the uh, world record of uh, uh, favorite Steffi uh, Dragula. But I did it. And uh, the they had the funny thing was that in that time competition was uh, finished, the T V uh T V cameras, the, the photo uh, photo men, photo and everyone lived the stadium <laughs> 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 and they did what record. <laughs> can you imagine that, <laughs> the the new organizer was in shock because there is there was no material <laughs> and no no one can fix it. <laughs> and
0: I'm there was some, you
1: know yes, and there was some some, some picture from, you know, some um private camera that uh that that film a jump yeah so but next uh next day I, I i woke up famous because my world record just fly fly around the world and now everyone uh, start to know who is yelena sinvaya how she did it from where she is and how it happened yeah of course it was my uh the how can i say the my entrance <laughs> to the world uh world world sport and uh um, that's very uh, remarkable moment, but of course, my five meters uh, my five meters which I did in London in two thousand five uh, of course uh, uh, I was expected from i was expecting five meters from myself, but I was very worried that some other could do it before, uh, could become the first the woman in the water. And I was always rush my coach. Okay, okay, I have to do it first. I have to do it first. I, uh, I always say, don't worry, don't worry. It's not that easy uh, as, as, you could, as, as you feel. But because for me, uh, to, to jump five meters was so easy in that time. And I was afraid that someone can do it uh, faster than me. And my coach also, come down, come down, don't worry. <laughs> there is no danger. <laughs> So it's also interesting because uh, when I did five meters, then I was completely relaxed uh, because I became the first woman in the world uh, to jump five meters. So this is also a remarkable uh, moment. And of course, my first Olympic Games in two thousand four in Um uh, that I won that I won uh, is another world record. <laughs> so I have many I have many special moments and jumps. Uh, i i would say that all my career uh every competition are special because every time i over i overcome myself i overcome some difficulties or injuries or weather conditions or something else because victories are not given uh for nothing you know you always um, step over something and then you think you go so you know this
0: and the 28th of August, 2009, in Zurich, you have the world record, which is the f- highest any females ever jumped in history, 5.06. Uh, what do you remember from that night? And what did you have for breakfast?
1: <laughs> oh, I, uh, I remember very clear this, uh, this competition because I, I went there after my uh, day in Berlin uh my first uh, loss in the major competition and then i say before Berlin, i was very how can i say i was very nervous i was very um like feeling that something going wrong maybe i was uh, too focused for the competition that no rest before and i was too concentrated so it, it makes me a little bit you know sick competition so i lost I completely relaxed. And I said, okay, then I will go to Zurich. I, I will just enjoy myself. I will enjoy the competition. I will enjoy everything that is going on there because the uh, the, the, the worst things are happening already. So no worries at all. <laughs> and when I when, when I start competition, I feel that I have just an amazing shape. And I said, okay, today I will do something great. But in that time, I was completely relaxed and confident that uh the worst the the bad things could not happen again. And when I did five or six I just was screaming, I was running around the stadium, I was running to my coach, we were celebrated and then I say, Okay, uh I should have I should I should have done it in Berlin. Okay, in Berlin nothing happened. So but I done it here and I pushed off forward again. That is in bio is the best that was very important for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very good. And how, how, for the listeners, how do you deconstruct a pole vault jump? So what are the different phases from the run-up to the landing? So we can understand pole vault a little bit better.
1: So uh, I will try to express, of course. So my run-up was uh, 35 meters. So imagine yourself that you stay in the mark of 35 meters and you just run with a pole which is 4 meters uh, 65 length. So you hold it uh, for the one um, on 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 the top on top of the pole. So you run and it's difficult because uh, you can feel even light wind uh, which is uh, uh, blowing. You know. Uh, from one side to another, and so, and then you do run up, but you accelerate the speed. Uh, so I, uh, just in the end, so you run up like like a sprinter. Russian not like a sprinter, but like every next step you accelerate. you Understand?
0: Yes, yes, I understand.
1: <laughs> yes. So then you do take off uh, from. Uh, so my take off was. Two meters, uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, or, or three. Um, this, uh, this number could be wrong. I don't remember. I would, okay. Uh, the takeoff place, you imagine this place before, when you put the pole, this box, and uh, b- before you put the, 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 the pole, so the line be- be- between box and takeoff it's about uh, two meters. 80 or three meters a to this I don't remember but you, you must you can try it at home or somewhere else so and from this place you must take off your your body just with the pole you must bend the pole with your weight and with your feet, Uh like this uh, that uh, when the ball, when the pole will uh, uh, say, um, will catapult you up, you will go you must you will go directly up and not back and not uh, too much for forward. So it's it's all depends on from the takeoff. And when you are up uh, um up up shoulders. No. what is called? Yes, up shoulders. So when you bend tune, yes, up to your shoulders. Uh so your head is down, your uh, uh legs is up <laughs> and in this position, uh <laughs> you must you must uh, try to to fly over the bar, and then this time you must turn turn your body from back to the uh, I say from back position to the okay, segment with the, with your stomach and jump over jump over the bar already with your stomach uh, down so I don't know if I, if, I, if you understand me but <laughs> and then you fall down on the pit and you're happy if you win. <laughs> But it's very difficult, actually.
0: And that's when you celebrate and run around.
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Um, and I'm really interested, and I'm sure the listeners are too, of the practical exercises that you were doing. So, um, what was your favourite tip for flexibility and to um, gain strength?
1: I would, I would. No, I don't have favorite exercises because all these exercises uh, are, I must say, as a, as a duty. Even if you don't want to do it, you must do it to protect uh, and prevent the injury. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's not like you you come here, you you come to the training, and you enjoy, you know, all the taking things. No, <laughs> just just now when I do fitness, now I enjoy, it. but in that time uh, it was uh, it was duty. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, what fitness do you do now? Out of choice.
1: Well, now uh, I start to run a little bit because after a second baby delivery, uh, uh, I'd like you know I lose my um, shape. I mean the, the 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 muscle, and I want to get it back. So yes, I like to run, and my goal is to run like ten kilometers uh, less than one hour. <laughs> and I do I do some basic uh, cycling. Uh, and we yeah, are stretching without stretching uh, <laughs> no
0: no no training and um, one thing i've noticed Yelena is you're an amazing public speaker um uh, when it whether it comes to um speaking at the fifa world cup bid for russia in 2010 or speaking um after um, you know the the Rio Olympic decision uh, next to Vladimir putin yeah. um how did you become such an amazing public speaker Was it natural or something you
1: practiced the, no that 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 that, that, become, that starts naturally uh, because I read a lot and you know I love to speak uh with people and I like to speak uh, uh to deliver some important messages to the to the public, the public. and uh uh, when I was doing interview, or when it was big press conferences, or when it was uh, uh, speech after the victory at the stadium, so I think that was my first steps uh, to be to become a speech speaker. And you know, now when I retired, uh, since this year, in September, I will start uh, uh, my speaker's work. Um, I, uh, so I will start in Russia, and then I would like to become a worldwide, worldwide speaker, and I will uh, speak about motivation, about physical uh, things, about psychological things in sports, and also how to combine uh, the mother ma- maternity and the sport, and you know, many things uh, to discuss, actually. Let's. Thanks. It's very nice to hear that you also th- think that I'm good speaker. <laughs> it, it, it just makes me confident that I make the right choice to become a, a professional speaker.
0: Yes, please do. I, I think you have an amazing story to tell. Um, and uh, you said you love books. What's your favorite book? To um, Do you have any books you give as gifts to anybody?
1: Um, no, uh, I read that the biography uh, of the famous uh, famous people from Russia for just that, a few uh, weeks or yeah, just maybe two, six, three weeks ago, I, I read about uh, uh, Michael Lamanosov. I saw and it's very uh, impressed uh, by his uh, way to become uh, such person as he was because I, mean, I didn't know many aspects of him. Now I'm just in love with him and now I will read his uh, uh, literature uh, more. And uh, also, I love the Pikun. I don't know if you know this Russian writer Pikun. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay. So, but there was also the real story about one admiral. Uh, That's from how he, how he, how he become. Uh, not, not become. Um, how he? Um, I forgot the show. You admiral, admiral. Admiral, yes. In the yeah, Admiral. Okay, so there was written the story that from the nobody, he become an Admiral, and it was uh, written about all his way and how he lose, how he lost everything when he was on the top, and that that he died, you know, in a uh, very poor person. Uh, and it shows me that uh, when you are in the top, never forget uh, from where you come and who was your, uh, um, I don't know, Friends or close people who helps you to become the great person. So you must never forget about your past life, I would say. And uh, yeah, you know this kind of book series. So the real stories of the real people, and which helps me, which will help me in the future.
0: Um, You definitely haven't forgotten uh, where you've grown up because uh, I have seen your foundation and the Isenbaeva Fund. Um, Can you tell us about some of the success stories of what that fund has been able to achieve?
1: Yes, with with, with pleasure, because my foundation is my uh, first baby, I would say. Uh, I established my charity foundation in 2013, uh, but uh, I started my charity uh, work in 2007. Uh, My wish was uh, to change uh, the lives of the orphan children of the children who uh, stay without parental care uh, to help them to change their life for better, their lives for better through sport and uh, because of sport. Because my story is just a role model, I would say. And this year, my church foundation will be five years, but we uh, already uh, build uh, about 40 sports playgrounds. Uh, in the orphan houses and the social rehabilitation centers. Uh, we uh, provide uh, sport festivals for the orphan kids which calls uh, Every Child Deserves deserve a Previous Style. Uh, it's about 1,050 200 uh, 1, 050 to orphan kids uh, uh, we collect for the fest- festival, two-day festival. The first day is the sport um, competition and second day is uh, cultural program, so we uh, teach them uh, uh, we explain to him about uh, sport about history of sport, Olympism. I invite the Olympic champions that share their experience with the kids uh, and that kids could touch them, that they could speak with them with you know, with legends and I truly believe that it helps them to be confident in their uh, selves and it will help them somehow to overcome the difficulties because Already now, from the beginning, their lips are not as was mine when I was with parents, and uh, now I try to help them to understand that they could do everything what they want, and we are here to help them and to uh, give them you know, my shoulder and my hands when it will be necessary. I also provide uh, the competition for the uh, athletic competition for kids under 14, 15 years. It's called the uh, Jelena Cup. Uh, just regu- uh, regular uh, athletic competition. Of course, Paul Walters is the main event <laughs> in this competition. Also, we do yeah we do color run uh, every year. So this color run is also a charity project. And we all money that we win from this uh, the from the color run, uh, we all again build the sport gla- sport uh, playgrounds. Uh, the uh, centers uh, where uh, where they need it uh, we also buy the sport equipment uh, for therefore for, for those who, who need this. and I mean also the rehabilitation centers the orphan houses you know and also um, we did uh, this year uh, first time we will provide uh, the uh, 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 urban sport festival. You know, when we, uh, put together, uh, work, uh workouts, uh, parkour and street balls, uh, because I know that, oh, wow. that, yes, because those three, uh, sports are very, uh, very easy that everyone can, can do it, uh, without, uh, without even equipment, I would say. Just, just, just outside uh, on the street, just you need the ball for the street ball. Yes, and this, this this year we will provide it in Volgograd, and we expect that there will be about 500 uh, 800 participants. Yes, and we'd like to collect. And what is important that, that the kids from orphan houses, which is uh, uh, older older than 16 years old, will participate there.
0: How do you say parkour in Russian?
1: Parkour, parkour. You know. Uh, Parkour, it's like a, um, you know when the the they especially boys, but now girls also start to do it when they run in the city and they jump over everything like I don't know the the, the they <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but they, you understand?
0: I I coach that here in Australia. I coach that here in Australia. Really? Yes, yes. I um I have been coaching athletics and gymnastics for. Uh, that's my one of my jobs here. I work in development in Australia, so I'm so interested in what you're saying.
1: Yes, <laughs> but you know we have many uh, young uh, people which is doing parkour and workout here. Of course, we don't have facilities for this, and, and I try to to improve it because it's very simple but it's very necessary because everyone can do sport. So, um, yes, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> maybe once I will invite you from Australia to my city <laughs> to teach
0: our children. Absolutely love to, because I'll be there in July, so uh, maybe it's possible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great.
0: I just have a couple more questions. I, I want to talk about uh, a story I heard about uh, you were having lunch and Roman Abramovich was on the table and he heard that... In Volgograd, where you were training, there was um, facilities that needed some um, maintenance or needed help. And he heard about that, and he said he would he would help you out. Can you tell us about that story?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, it was in 2010, uh, after the FIFA uh, uh, beat when we finished, uh, we went to the lunch all together. Yes, I was sitting next to him, and he was asking me, Oh, Juliana, how are you? How is everything? How is it uh, how, have all got, how are things the God? How your sport uh, facilities? Da, 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 da. And I was, oh, everything is fine. But, you know, the, our indoor hall is actually very old. The facilities must be improved a little bit, but we don't have money. And it's very cold during the winter. And it's a big risk to get injury. i very afraid uh, because I need to compete. But I can I start to uh, explain to uh, answer answer on this question, and then to say... You know what? Uh, I can help you. I say okay, but how? Oh, well, because uh, b- the biggest problem was uh, the windows in indoor hall. It was very old, and when it was uh, minus ten uh, outside, the inside was maybe zero. You know, and it, when it's zero, but, but you don't know because you are in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, it's very cold. It's, it's very difficult to warm up your body because you always feel cold, and it's big risk to get injury, to be injured. And then he say, okay, I will help you. I will change these windows and all window hole. So like this, you could feel yourself uh, comf- comfortable. Of course, my first impression was great, uh, super. But then I say, I'm afraid that he can forget. And I was uh, next day, I say, oh, Roman arkadyevich I'm sorry, but uh, wouldn't you forget about, <laughs> about this? And he just looked at me and said, Elena, I never forget anything. <laughs> and <I> was, <laughs> after his work, I was confident that he will help me, and he helped. So yeah. he gave us money, and we changed the windows, and now during the winter, when it's minus know, 10 or 20 uh, outside, uh, inside the hole, it's about 20, 25 degrees, and now everyone complaining that it's so hot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it's like so, Australia yeah. inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes yeah
0: that's a funny story that real story the whole world is really looking forward now to the world cup um i'm i'm so excited to visit russia and see what it's like and um and to see the the people and 10 years ago you were standing there in the fifa headquarters and you were talking to the fifa president you were in the speech uh representing russia but apparently, the night before, you didn't know that you would have to be doing the speech. <laughs> Can you tell us about what that was oh, like no. for you?
1: <laughs> it, it was, I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, but I was surprised that uh, I was very honored about this, and uh, when they give me when they give me opportunity to speak, uh, I was I was like, wow, <laughs> such uh, such a crazy thing, such a, um, how can I say, such I um, I don't know how to, how to express, but it was something uh, that is not comparable with this competition because you represent your country, whole huge Russia. <laughs> and uh, yes, I was uh, very, I was, it was very, um, it's a big honor. But of course, a responsibility because there was no uh, chance for me to to make any mistake. But yeah, I was very I was very happy. And the important thing was that I didn't know uh, that it was uh, live. You know, that uh, my speech was uh, live. I thought that it will be recorded somewhere and then they will show me. And when I finished, uh, everyone says, "Helena, uh, did you know that it was like I say, "No." Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Uh, Thank God, I didn't know it from the beginning because otherwise, uh, no, it it, it 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 could have been, how can I say, it could not happen. I would say, <laughs> because of nervous. And and
0: what opportunity does this World Cup provide now for Russia to really showcase itself? And what legacy do you think can come out from this World Cup?
1: Uh, Well, of course, for our our country, World Cup is an opportunity to present a new, uh, modern, and uh, developing Russia to the whole world. Uh, No doubt that World Cup will push the development of economics, of business, uh, international uh, relationships, infrastructure, and tourism, of course, in our country. And the World Cup will definitely have a positive impact of the development of football and sports in general uh, in our country. And, of course, its legacy will become a center of, uh, of uh, attraction uh, as a tourist and uh, also athletes uh, maybe all over the world because uh, now we have the stadiums, the, hotel, the hotels, uh, the infrastructure, the... Uh, to help uh, you know, not just football, but any other sport events at uh, an international, uh, and international uh, level. So, of course, we, we've got uh, many positive uh, things from this World Cup, especially in my city. Now we have new airports. We have new uh, travel station, We have new bus station, We have many five-star hotels. We have uh, the... You know the the road hubs, which we never had before, we have uh this uh, train which delivers you directly from the airport to the stadium if no World hub we will never have we would never have it so now our city cities change completely to the better side, so it just ended just, uh happy about everything.
0: Yeah, Yelena, uh, to finish. How is your family life going? You now have children, and people that were listening to this interview could hear a lot of uh, background uh, fun happening. <laughs> uh, but how is family life for now for you? Finally.
1: Yeah, finally. Yes, I have my family. My uh, my uh, husband, very good person. He loves me a lot. The mental health that he's a also former athlete, two meters uh, high. So. <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I'm just a small girl when we are together. <laughs> of course, I have my beautiful daughter, and now that's uh, three months old, uh, my boy. Uh, so, and I'm just happy to have my uh, my family, which will help me to improve myself in the future, to realize the new project, and you know, to achieve my goals uh, in the life, which is, of course, connected with them now. And, uh, but of course, uh, even I retired from the sport, but I have stay close to sport because, you know, the sport gives me everything. And now I'd like to give back uh, to sport everything that I can. So it's just... Uh, I would take this opportunity and I would uh, thank all fans which I have in Australia for their support, for their uh, deep belief in myself during my competition. Uh, I'm really thankful and I hope that uh, for some of them uh, my my, uh, sport history could help them to achieve their their goals in their life, even if it's not in sport. (laughs) So thanks a lot and yeah.
0: Yeah, Leona, it's been absolutely um, fun. It's been great to talk to you. And uh, how can people um, help your foundation? Is there anywhere, anywhere that you'd want to direct people to on the internet to uh, help you um, with what you do?
1: Thank you. Uh, we are planning to sell some products uh, some, with a label uh, of my foundation. You, you will love that my label is dolphin. I don't know if you know about my patient and love of dolphins. So now the, the logo...
0: Oh, we have many yes. here.
1: So yes, or oh, if you could send something, you know, something special to me, I would be, I would be happy. So and I would say that this is from Australia. Yeah, we will sell some products with dolphin, and every, uh, every uh, all money which we collect from this uh, sale will go to our foundation, and it will help us to build a new playground and uh, to buy new equipment uh, for the kids. So, but this will come in soon. Yeah. but if someone wants to donate money, it's also appreciated because we have many projects that needs to be realized uh, this year and next year. So, so I would be happy if someone would like to help.
0: Jelena, thank Bolshoya um, paka, uh, Dos vidania, <laughs> um, and hopefully, maybe sometime we can meet. And I hope you um, all the best in all the best in life. And we hear from you a lot in. Uh, your projects so thank you very much
1: thank you so much it was pleasure for me to have a wonderful day
0: (laughs) hey everyone wherever you are in the world thanks heaps for listening to Frio de Janeiro you can visit the show website abidimam.com A B I D I M A M for all of the show goodies you can subscribe leave a review appreciate it very much and until the next episode keep smiling
1: keep scoring